the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I'm sure there are zealots out there who are vigilant in the care of their vaccine card. Uh, I just, <laughs> I can't imagine being one, but I'm, I know they're out there. Uh, so Cincinnati Enquirer today with a story on uh, what do you do if you lose your vaccine card? Now, here's the one thing I will tell you. Uh, they have no sense of humor about this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do not try to phony up a vaccine card because, look, like the like the January 6th rioters, uh, I saw yesterday Byron York of the Washington Examiner did a story on a guy who had been in prison, solitary confinement, 23 hours a day since January 6th. He'd never been charged with a crime before. He was just sentenced to six months in jail. And you say, wait a minute. He's been in jail since January the 6th. He's been in jail six months. Yes, he's been in jail longer than that. Eight months plus a few days. So this is how seriously they took January the 6th. They're taking COVID every bit as seriously. Is it a federal crime to say you're vaccinated or not? Well, probably yes, because in the minds of those who've established this as a law, you are, you are, uh, you are on a murderous rampage if you are contending to be vaccinated and not vaccinated and you get on an airplane full of people. And I fully expect, as I've said, we have a flight to uh, see my father-in-law honored uh, on the campus of the university that he served, Arizona Christian University, uh, for four decades, I think, three decades as its uh, business manager. Uh, I fully expect Labor Day we will not be able to fly on Southwest Airlines, but it's not a Southwest Airlines thing. I, I fully expect Biden... Although this Afghanistan thing may keep him from doing something else unpopular because everything the man touches turns to absolute and total manure. But the federal crime part of the vaccine thing, they're not going to have a sense of humor about that, so don't try it. But if you lose your vaccine card, uh, you can supposedly first contact the pharmacy where you got the vaccine. And if not, you can reach out to, yes, we actually have people working for this agency, and you're paying for them. Don't you feel good? The Ohio Impact Statewide Immunization Information System. The OISIIS. Hi. Hi. I'm Ned Flanders. I work for the OISIIS. Oh, what is that? Mm. Uh, The CDC. So... Okay, so I just said, and I'm going to say it again, don't phony up your vaccine credentials. But according to this story in the Cincinnati Enquirer, the CDC does not have individual records on vaccines. Well, that'll make, that'll make vaccine mandates a bit problematic, will it not? I would think so. Well, 
Shocker. The feds didn't figure out everything before they got determined to do something. Isn't that the epitaph of hmm, gas prices, inflation, Afghanistan, southern border, and now vaccines? Here locally, former Columbus police officer Adam Coy requested to have his murder trial uh, in the December shooting death of Andre Hill moved to a different location. He did not want it tried in Columbus or in Franklin County. That request has been denied by a judge in the city. Uh, They don't like, prosecutors don't like having cases moved out of the city where the crime took place. There's this perception out there that, you know, it helps the defendant, uh, I definitely thought it was a huge mistake that the Derek Chauvin trial was tried in Minneapolis. Some trials, though, like let's say O.J. Simpson, where were you going to try that, that people hadn't heard about it? The reason for moving a trial, change of venue it's called, is because uh, there's been too much publicity locally. I do The Chauvin trial should not have been in Minneapolis. I think you could have got a better chance of a jury somewhere else in Minnesota or somewhere else. Problem is, you know, when you move it out of a city, then you change the demographics of the jury pool, and then you're going to bring in all kinds of, you know, everything is racist. So, uh, and in this case, with Adam Coy being white and Andre Hill being black, uh, that would have been, honestly, that would have been a legitimate concern if you move this to a rural area. Andre Hill's family deserves justice. I don't know what justice is. I don't know, and I presume we will learn at trial, what the interactions were that night between Andre Hill and Adam Coy. I don't think Adam Coy just rolled up and started firing. Uh, he, We know from previous courtroom disclosures, court filings, we know that they had some degree of interaction. Was there contentious? Were there contentious things going on between the two of them? These are all things that will come out of trial. But I don't, I don't really believe that the publicity on Andre Hill rose to the level of change of venue. So I do not disagree with this. And I think my uh, my uh, bona fides as a supporter of police is uh, certainly well known. I don't feel that anyone should think that I don't support police because I think in that case there was not sufficient reason to move that trial out of Columbus. Uh, Christina Johnson's getting a big raise this afternoon. She's the president of Ohio State University. Uh, she gets a $27,000 raise, as well as a $263,500 bonus. Yikes. That's, by my calculations with West Liberty Salem High School math, a $290,000 bonus. $290,000, let's put it this way, $290,000 salary increase. I'll have somebody from 15th and High on my case about mischaracterizing how much they're paying her. They pay her base salary is nine hundred grand. She also gets 200000 a year in her university retirement account. Ooh. Aptus Wealth Management, Christina. Don't fritter it away. 50000 annually to support her research and education. When does she have time for that? She's president of the Ohio State University. And an $85,000 annual allowance for other expenses like a car and tax services. Okay, I have a question. This is how you pay somebody 
well over a million dollars and pawn it off on the public as if you're not paying her well over a million dollars. Now, let me just say, relative to what other people on that campus are paid and relative to where Ohio State perceives itself to be as a university nationally, I don't think that a million-dollar-plus salary for Christina Johnson is out of line. What I would say is dishonest is to say, you know, she makes $900,000 a year. No, she doesn't. She makes right around one. She makes closer to $1.5 million or $1.25 million than she does less than a million. Because an $85,000 annual allowance for a car and tax services, first of all, I'm sure she has complicated taxes. But if you're making what she's making, you can't afford a tax accountant? I know a lot of people who make a lot less than that who have their taxes done by fine accounting firms. If you need somebody, let me know. I can steer you to them. Eighty-five grand a year for car and tax services. Uh, why don't you go buy a car and keep it and turn, I don't know, 75 of that grand back to Ohio State? Maybe pay for a kid from an underprivileged, disadvantaged background to go to school. That'd be a good look. That'd be a much better look than making over a million dollars and saying you're not. Uh, the Board of Trustees, of course, lauds her for her strong leadership during her first year as president. And made a great impact on the university. Okay. I think the university is probably about the same as it was when she got there. And it'll be the same after she leaves. Just like it was when William Kerwin left. Although his legacy is a woke, hateful, racist institute in the law school that is, uh, you know, furthering CRT in our public schools. And also uh, looking to... uh, kneecap any police officer it can with some of its members on the Civilian Review Oversight Board, Andrew Ginther's uh, lynch mob of police. Uh, Karen Holbrook came and went. Gordon Gee came and went twice. Gordon Gee transformative as a president. Gordon Gee, everything you want in a university president. And people got upset about some of his uh, witticisms and Goofy sayings. This is the problem you get into. (laughs) Isn't it funny how all roads lead back to Joe Biden? The older a person gets, and I'm getting there, the older a person gets, two things happen. Number one, you kind of lose your governor a bit. Not your governor, Mike DeWine, although as many of you would like to lose him as governor. No, your your gauge, your your, uh, restraint. You lose that a little bit, and you really kind of arrive at a I-don't-care kind of a position, which is definitely where I am as it concerns the wokeness at Ohio State University. Uh, That place is uh, uber corporate. And I feel, I'll tell you who I really feel bad for at Ohio State. And a few of them are listening right now. No, I won't mention your names. Uh, people who work in the hospital system and people who are professors at the university, longtime professors, and they have to watch their step every hour 
of every day, lest they not get found out by the woke police at OSU. So those are the people I feel sorry for. They're not getting $85,000 a year for a car or tax services. They're not getting a $290,000 bonus for doing what every university president across the country did, which is make people wear masks. They're not getting $290,000 a year for allowing Planned Parenthood to sponsor Sex Week on the OSU campus. And they're not getting $290,000 a year for advancing the transgender agenda on the Ohio State campus. But Christina Johnson is. Ooh, how firm thy friendship. I'm passionate about leadership. I've been very blessed to take an awesome leadership training program called Transformational Leadership. I've taken it four or five times. No, I'm not that thick. I got it the first, well, second time. It's very deep, very involved. The entire focus of it is uh, you figuratively, of course, not literally because this was compromise your ability to lead in the future. You figuratively lay down your life for those you lead, those you influence, those you have the capacity to raise. It's what Omar Tarazi, our friend from Hilliard, Hilliard City Councilman, ran for the 15th Congressional District, talked about here in studio on Tuesday. Servant leadership. Servant leadership. Joe Biden is a failed leader because he is not a servant leader. He is a selfish leader. Sounds a little bit like selfless leader, but it is not. It is quite the opposite. And because he is a selfish leader, someone who wants the presidency for the prestige of the presidency, not because of the fact that he's A, competent at it, uh, or B, uh, confident in doing what he does, You hear Joe Biden do what Joe Biden does virtually every time he opens his mouth, and that is blame someone else. This Afghanistan disaster rests squarely at his feet because he's the one who made the ultimate decision to go forward with it. He could have backed out of whatever Donald Trump left him, as he is fond of saying. Uh, He has mischaracterized the bravery of the Afghan military. Virtually nothing the man says about this entire matter is true. Uh, Here is a snippet of his pathetic interview yesterday with George Stephanopoulos, who, you know, there is a remarkable amount. This will tell you how inept Joe Biden is and how abject this failure and humiliation is in Afghanistan. People who are water carriers... For Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, even they are appalled by this utter mess. Not just former Clinton hack George Stephanopoulos, but NBC News Andrea Mitchell and Joe Scarborough of Morning Joe, all ripping on the administration and its feckless, limp ability to handle a simple extraction of 
military contractors, associates, and Afghan refugees from Kabul. Here is Joe Biden yesterday doing what Joe Biden does, lying and obfuscating. But your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? No, not at, not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame, all troops. They didn't argue against that. So no one, no one told your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. Okay. First of all, careful, George. You're lapsing into actual journalism. Following up on a question the man didn't distinctly answer, but dodged and ducked. And then, isn't that a convenient pivot? Not that I recall. Dude, you're as old as Methuselah. You don't recall what you had for breakfast. Of course you don't recall it. Stephanopoulos and Biden continue. Look, George, the reason why it's been stable for a year is because the last president said, we're leaving. And here's the deal I want to make with you, Taliban. We're agreeing to leave if you agree not to attack us between now and the time we leave on May the 1st. Less than two months after I elected to office, I was sworn in, all of a sudden, I have a May 1 deadline. Oh, really? All of a sudden you have a May 1 deadline? Hmm. You know, on the Keystone XL pipeline, you had a contract with an ally and you thought nothing of breaking that you didn't know that uh what during the campaign i guess if you're hiding in your basement you don't know what trump has promised see this is why when you become president in the peaceful transfer of power you have you have people lined up to handle like the vexing problems of the day and if you had the foresight to say you know this trump withdrawal from afghanistan like i don't know Disaster! Like we gotta, we gotta figure this out. Like, did you have? Well, I guess maybe no. You didn't have a COVID plan. You couldn't get those shots out. You'd have to be a simpleton to buy what he's selling you here. And he continued. I have a May one deadline. I got one of two choices. Do I say we're staying? And do you think we would not have to put a hell of a lot more troops? We had a, we had hundreds, we had tens of thousands of troops there before. And now, coincidentally, we have. Twice as many as we had before you announced this withdrawal. So don't act like you avoided that because you didn't. You brought about an eventuality where you've already had to send more people in there. Tens of thousands. Do you think we would have just said no problem? Don't worry about it. We're not going to attack anybody. We're okay. In the meantime, the Taliban was taking territory all throughout the country in the north. And down in the south, in the Pashtun area. So would you have withdrawn troops like this even if President Trump had not made that deal with the Taliban? I would have tried to figure out how to withdraw those troops, yes. Because look, George. Okay, that right there. Oops. Occasionally when you're an inveterate, unrepentant, congenital liar, you occasionally tell the truth. He just admitted everything he said about, oh, Trump forced me to do this, this deal. He was going to do it anyway. He was going to do it anyway. And if Trump had said, which this is probably what irks him the most, is that this was not another Trump policy that he could reverse. This was announced, and 
He was probably mad he couldn't reverse it. Ride in on his white horse as the guy who brought everybody home. What a failure. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.